And away we go. Jim, how about it? Patrick, here we are for 111. We're virtual. What a bummer that we're virtual. Didn't want to be virtual. We had a big Christmas extravaganza planned. We had a parade. Pat, I I got you guys another puppy. What? I got you guys under the tree. I'm glad the universe stepped in (laughs) and pressed pause on our festive celebration. Yeah, man, I did not expect this. I had a whole thing. I was was about to buy your present. (laughs) Wait, you didn't buy it yet? No. Oh, the day. I had a, the day. I was getting the day up. Oh, oh I was so excited. I prepared. Yours is ready. Oh, I was like the best I've been. And then the old, the old world steps in. Dude, I had a very thoughtful gift. Don't get me wrong. I had to pick it up. I actually had a, a different one that was thoughtful that I went to retrieve mm-hmm. and, it, and it was gone. And I'm so sad about it. I might have to reveal that. Jim, I'm going to tell you about the gift you almost got. (laughs) I can't wait. That coming up on our pivot episode. (laughs) The one, one, one. That's it, man. So uh, here we are, though. We're virtual. Um, I think just an abundance of precaution right now with everything that's happening. We're sorry. We're going to postpone the Christmas extravaganza for another week. Yeah, we just could not get together. Sarah's not feeling well. And um, who knows what's going on, man? It's bananas. Agreed. I think right now the phrase I keep hearing is an abundance of precaution. So I uh, still have the Rosemont show on Sunday. So just trying to lay low here as well. Make sure that, uh, you know, just avoid any any difficult situations. So uh, we're going to push it back for a week, Brims. Yeah, it's still going to happen. Don't worry about that. We're just... We're all over the place, right? But I want to make it clear that I bought my present already. So this is not an attempt by Jim to push things back a week because he forgot to shop. And I want to make it clear that I had planned my <laughs> procrastination. It was all charted out. I was going to be prepared. I was prepared to be prepared. <laughs> then I was not allowed to prepare. You were not allowed. I have an insane amount of shopping left to do for let's just call it what it is. 7 31 PM on December 22nd. I would go with mm, 82% of my shopping remains to be done. Yeah. If I didn't have it done, thank God we had most of it already wrapped up. It would be a uh, disaster. Yes. We were, we were kind of blindsided again. It's like the whole month, dude. It's been a, uh, our tree says it all. We have the most pathetic. Our, our tree is like a branch. I think it has COVID. The tree <laughs> has been ravaged and weakened. I put lights on it. And it's like all you see is the strands of the lights. <laughs> we have way too many ornaments for this tree. <laughs> no, a lot of ornaments are not going to make the cut this year. I believe or it's just going to be piled on. You ever see those trees that are just made of ornaments? All ornaments, yeah. I hate you could put it in the closet like that. Yeah. Don't you wish you could like pick up a machine gun when you see those? (laughs) Just go through all of them. I would never. I want all the the huge weapons to be sidelined, especially these AR-15, the semi-automatic. But if I ever could get my hands on one, (laughs) I would like to take it to a tree made of ornaments. (laughs) Just go in there and just, just. That was that was one of the costumes at the uh, party. Die Hard, talking about a Uzi and really and Christmas. Where do Uzis and Christmas intersect? Ask John McClane. Right there, at John McClane Boulevard. Was it uh, was it um, John McClane and Reginaldville Johnson? Was that the the duo at the party? I don't know that there was a duo. It was just a neighborhood mom dressed up as John McClane. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and she was barefoot. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the best part, though, of that party was we walk in. There's one other couple there. Okay. (laughs) Now, we were fashionably late. Okay. We were the burglars. Sarah went in through the window. (laughs) I went in through the the basement. I went down the basement steps. As you should. Try to be authentic. Absolutely. Sneak up on them. Really sell it. (laughs) Went upstairs. 
the guy was showering. <laughs> Just sees a crowbar. Hey, thanks for, thanks for hosting. Shove a dip in his face. <laughs> no, so we, um, we walk in, dude. The only other couple there, better home alone burglars. Come on. Like... <laughs> Not just like as soon as I the first person I first thing I saw was the winter hat of oh, the little burglar, but so had good. feathers in the hat. And I'm the first thing I was like, oh, we should have done that. We should have put feathers in the hat. This is so much better than ours. And the guy, the guy, I, when we were leaving the house, I'm like, Sarah, imagine if I had like put the iron mark on my face. That would have been. That would look. That would look like this guy. That, uh, remember, I was talking about earlier how I could have made this better. He did it. <laughs> he did the things. He had the iron on his face. He was awesome. He had it like the whole, like underneath. I was saying, saying like, what should I wear underneath? I don't know. Really have like what you know. I'm looking at the picture of the guy, of Daniel mm-hmm. Stern. She's like, it doesn't matter. We're gonna be outside. Who cares? <laughs> that guy cared. That guy matched the wardrobe. Like, they were dead on. That's amazing. And then did more couples start showing up or did you just have to look at a better version of your costume the whole night? <laughs> no, there were a lot of other couples okay. showed up and they were, there were some good costumes. There was a couple from Scrooged. They had, um, who else was represented? There was a, a uh, Nutcracker. Oh, there was the workout couple from Christmas Vacation, the Todd ah, and Margo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. There was the um, Marley, the, the ghost of Marley from Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, I pulled up a movie last night, Jim, a classic, if you will. And I know you don't like movies. You're not, not one a big for, fan. Not one for cinema, unless you're going through a phase. Thank you for noticing. Did you ever go through a Muppets phase? Ah, being a child. Yes, I was a child, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I think I was more Muppet babies. You know, I, I like the Fraggle Rock when that became a thing for a bit. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen the Muppet Christmas. Is that what we're talking about here? So you were like watching the Muppets. You're like, I like them, but I wish they were younger. <laughs> you make them smaller and more adorable and preferably a cartoon. <laughs> Let's take all the utility of these puppets out of it and just make them a cartoon like everything else I enjoy. They're too cute. They're too adult for me. <laughs> Those puppets are too grown up. What is this, MASH? I'm out of here. Give me something more childlike. So, dude, I was, I was on uh, Twitter scrolling mm-hmm. and came across some article about underrated Christmas movies. Because we're, we've been in that sweet spot of family Christmas movies for Oh God, the last, what, five, six years? Sure. Exhausted. You're watching all of them. I'm just, you you get tired of them. Like who else is in here? Who's on this heap? And I saw that the Muppets Christmas Carol was underrated. Pulled it up last night. The kids were into it. Yeah. Michael Caine and Muppets, basically. (laughs) It's just him and Muppets. And he's, he's great with these Muppets. It's very funny. I mean, my kids were laughing out loud in the beginning. The first um, half hour really grabs you. They lose you with, we'll say this about it, the, the ghosts, the, especially the first, like the ghost of Christmas past. It's like, okay, it doesn't fit in the movie for somehow. It's like, why don't they use Muppets for that? But yeah, got, I'm looking uh, at this. And it, like on IMDb, it's showing me pictures of all the actors and they all look like the same old white guy. So, dude, it really is the Christmas Carol. It's the mm-hmm. story, the Dickens okay. story, and it's played by the Muppets and Michael Caine, like Bob Cratchit. Kermit is Bob Cratchit. Okay. Tiny Tim. By the way, the Tiny Tim Muppet. You got to see the Tiny Tim Muppet. I'm sorry. They, they, they get him in there. The Tiny Tim thing might be uh, might have to be revisited. I don't know. The yeah. Way they, the way they use him. I, I mean, I do I mean, remember this Kermit with a tiny Kermit with this, like, he's like a baby fawn, isn't he? Like, like little weak legs and shit. It's like yeah. a weird, I do. I mean, yeah, I definitely remember this. And they really do like make them, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's worth, it's worth checking out. <laughs> Michael Caine in a robe at this point of his career is something I could have done without seeing. No, it's pretty, it's great, man. He's a. <laughs> 
Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. <laughs> Dude, do you remember that movie, Dirty Rotten Scoundrel? I do. Dirty I Rotten do. Scoundrels. Sound- yes, I do. And the previews, they pushed uh, some women, I think, in the, in a river, like in a pond or something. Like they were <laughs> feeding ducks or something. Do you kind of remember uh-huh. that? I do. And that was not in the movie. Really? Yeah, they pulled that. I remember that's they, because I'm because I was like, that's why I went to go see the movie. When they push, when they gonna push the people into the water? That piqued my interest. I kind of like that because I don't like when the best parts of the movie are ruined in the preview. Major League, they did yeah. that for. Remember that one? Absolutely. We got to give the people the brims a line. The ones that don't know, you could take it, Jim. I don't remember what you, you what, don't remember. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm watching the dirty rotten scoundrels. Just agree trailer. with me on here. Always, most of How the time. Are we selling the straight dope. If you're just nodding, <laughs> I'm watching the dirty rotten scoundrels. I'm talking to Luke. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, sure, Dad. In the previews for Major League, that some guy hits a bomb, and they're like, "That wouldn't been out, wouldn't have been out in a lot of parks." It's like, name one. <laughs> Yellowstone. <laughs> that was in the preview of That's the movie. Great. Not in the movie. It was not in the movie at all? No, I don't think oh, so. I didn't realize that. I thought it was. Just in the previews. Oh, I didn't realize that. You got to rewind this podcast. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I really thought that was in the movie as well. Maybe it is. Who knows? Anyway. I want to stay on the party for a second. Did they have like uh, awards or anything? Did they have like a uh, best costume? No, there was nothing like that. But there I was, was hoping they would have like and best home alone burglar costume. <laughs> it's our special category this year. And you're like, no, nah, we don't need this one. We definitely had the <laughs> the worst of the. I mean, Sarah was like looking good. Yeah. Like, man, Joe Pesci, hot. <laughs> Give me some Pesci. <laughs> no, the um, th- there would have been no contest. Which is, um, I had a wig that was just like not even it was good, but it was just like way too much. What didn't look like Daniel Stern at all. This guy you know? had Daniel Stern's hair. He like won it in an auction. It was terrible. I just don't like being in costume either. Yeah. There was a guy. There was one couple that didn't dress up. Just one then, couple. And then you are kind of like, what's up? You know. Yeah. She had a work thing. And then you know that has to be explained. You know. How come you're not sure? Everyone knew. She always had a work thing. She came right from work. That's worse because now you got to tell that story to everyone at the party. (laughs) Which is funny because Sarah told me um, or said something to me about going out beforehand. She's like, maybe we'll stop having a drink at Ken's before we go to the party. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere in costume (laughs) before we go. No, we're not going as the Home Alone burglars (laughs) up on Western before we go over to the party. No, not happening. I don't want to be a terrible you know, move with this stupid wig. You can get away with it on Halloween when everyone's in costume. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But like, <laughs> there's not going to be like three wise men at the table next to you. If you're out at the bar, you know, <laughs> right. You, we looked like burglars we <laughs> right. could have been arrested or right. someone could come out of their house and beat the hot. I had a legit crowbar. That was the best thing I had going. But yeah, the um, the night of the party was quite the night because we also had a, a new babysitter, which this is great, Jim. New babysitter. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a night, right? Because you got to introduce everyone and you're hoping everyone's on the, you know, sure. Gotta sell, we got to sell the family here because <laughs> we might need this girl to come back here. Right. And I imagine you have to sell her to the kids. Totally. Like you need a mutually beneficial relationship here. How do you find a new babysitter? This one is through my sister. Okay. So it's a, um, it's a, someone that we know and someone that lives in our neighborhood. And, but I met her through my sister initially. So automatically there was a comfort level before, and then here they are. We live in the same neighborhood. Sure. Great parents. It's a good situation. Felt really good about it. So you gotta be like, Family, best behavior. Of course, this was my undertaking. So it was a complete shit show. Sure. It was uh, ask at the last minute. (laughs) It was, you know, this is happening tomorrow. I have to get Jim's present and I need someone to babysit the kids. That's not what it was for. (laughs) No, it was, um, you know, she she has two daughters. Uh 
So I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to text both of them. Here it is. I'm not picky. Who wants this? <laughs> What's your resume is you have a, if you respond to this text, I trust you. Kids, a slightly larger child's coming over. And just like great, re, you know, quick, nice, respectful, great awesome. grammar replies. Awesome. Like, just like, okay, this is great. Checking so, boxes. Set it up. And, um, and that, that was actually where Sarah went. The one girl was like, I can't, uh, I can't do it. I have to work at Ken's. And I'm like, oh my God, we almost went to Ken's dressed as the burglars. <laughs> we would have been like, these idiots, you're the ones that asked, want me to babysit so you could go out dressed like this? <laughs> that would have been her. Can you watch our children experience. so we can get drunk in costume? <laughs> Thank you. So this is what you guys wanted to do, huh? <laughs> yes. And we have some liquor. <laughs> oh, is that great? So her sister babysat, and it was great. Here's the, the best part, though. So the next day, Sarah's like, did you pay her? Yes, paid her. Good. Go on with the day. Sunday night, <laughs> I get a text. Mr. McGann, I was planning on going Christmas shopping. <laughs> Can I pick up the money you owe me? Like, what? Dude, I completely, like, so I had the money. Uh-huh. I had it counted out uh-huh. in my pocket. Sure. Put it in there. Just. Drove home. I was so, like, distracted about, like, being, you know, this is the first night. This is the, the drive home. How did it go? Yeah. How were the kids? Would you, you think you would ever do it again? <laughs> like, <would you> come <laughs> back, drop her off. Oh. Never gave her the money, Jim. You're a deadbeat. So then I had to scramble. I'm like, oh, I am so sorry. Ran right over there. What's the move at that point? Do you, do you toss a little extra something on top? Oh, I penalized myself. <laughs> There's <laughs> a late fee, right? I definitely put a late fee in there. Yeah, you do. Oh, that's now, a big late fee, too. Now you, you got to set that precedent. Oh, you got to come back real strong yeah. to be like, I am sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, it's not a problem to give you this amount of money. Don't worry about this when you watch my kids. Right. The yeah. um, I know I asked you last minute, and I know I didn't pay you. <laughs> but, We'd love to have you back. Can we do this as a regular thing? <laughs> oh my god! That was the uh, that was that story. Um, it makes me sound like a uh, <laughs> makes me sound like I'm all over the place. I think we are a little bit all over the place <laughs> right now, dude. That's great, man. Good. I'm happy to see kids working. I gotta dial that in. What do I need? Like a a Ritalin? A manager? I would go a, with a, uh, an assistant. Someone uh, shoot a starter's gun in my face? I think so. Maybe a, a a phone with a calendar on it. No, I'm in the same boat, man. You know, I'm the worst at all of those things. I am excited that I've bought one present uh, by December 22nd. You know, like that's my life. Was that what your present was going to be? Some passive aggressive, <laughs> get your life together bullshit. Is that what you got me? Did you give, oh. me a, did you give me a life coach? I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I did not. What I got you, you work. I got you something that you have to work for. That's the me a, a calendar. No, I wish I got you a, a planner. I wish I had. You think, I, you know, I could use one too. We, we have a helper now whose job it is because neither one of us knows how to do these things appropriately. I know, but then I have to, uh, you know, I got to do better about getting together with the team too. <laughs> I see things though, and I remember things, and I we'll come on here ready to talk about them. I took my kids to a Christmas concert that I oh, was yeah? prepared to talk about. What'd they see? What'd the you Marist, see? The Marist High School marching band Christmas. Again, I'm on, I'm on Twitter, Jim, and I see things come across, and I follow my, my high school, Marist High School. We have a great band. We've been, the band's been going to bowl games. Since I was a kid, they were doing the Cotton Bowl. They played the, they broke in Comiskey Park. The first game at Comiskey Park was my high school marching band. Yes. Oh, God. They are legendary, historic. So I was, I knew I was bringing them to a legit operation. This is the 56th annual on the (laughs) south side of Chicago. This is not, you know, come on. Sure. You know what they're doing now. There's a different different band director 
then from when I, the guy who was the original band director at Marist, he started the program and uh, wrote the fight song. Like we got a legit fight song, great fight song. People were chanting at the end of this concert, fight song, play the fight song. They didn't play the fight song. Come it's like, on. should be mandated. should be mandated when they gather, People they have so- to play. Play the fight song. Even people that You're go to these rivals and a marching band, though. What are you? Uh, these rival high schools around Chicago. I get it. They may have won more state titles than us and all this nonsense. We have the best fight song. I will go toe to toe with anyone on that. All right. So anyway, we go there. And dude, I had to tell you this. Now, this is struck me as very funny because. At first, out of nowhere, he played the theme to Hitchcock. It was a Christmas concert. All of the songs were Christmas. Okay. And he closed out the first act, which was very dramatic, by the way. They played like four songs, and they (laughs) took like a 25-minute break. Like, where the hell are you guys going? (laughs) Get back here. (laughs) Out there for 15 minutes. Relax. We need a juice box. I mean, you talk about you guys usually play at halftime. Why is your half? There's nothing happening at your halftime. You can't even give us a football game. Throw some balls out here. They took a halftime. They have no entertainment. They don't want to get put. They'll be out of a job. They they bring in like quick change. The Jesse, the Jesse Jesse White tumblers. Those are competitors. Sure. The bucket boys you can't be funding each other. You, you think they would support one another. There was nothing at halftime. <laughs> it was a void. So anyway, there, there is some awkwardness to the, you know, it's, they, they speak with their instruments. We know band people. Let's, let's be honest. A lot of them speak with their instruments. Sure. Sure. It's their job. <laughs> They're very artistic. It's their job. Mm-hmm. They sound wonderful. Yeah, they do. Um, but they have a hard time being normal and talking to people, but they're, they speak with their instruments. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, plays the Hitchcock song. And then later on when his protege, cause there's always that too, like he's directing the band, but then this guy, you know, if he stays at Maris until he's 70, he's going to take the baton. Sure. <laughs> he's going to run the Maris band. No, but the protege is up there. And all of a sudden, the spotlight and the band director is in the band electric guitar. Come on. Like, do you remember that show on <laughs> HBO? Like the Mr. B or the, the guy would put him, it was out of Australia and the guy would put himself into, in the theater. He like ran the drama class, but he was in the play. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. That whole vibe. That's, that's amazing. What this, that's what this was all of a sudden. But then, to have the electric gu- guitar too, like screw you guys. That's amazing. I have, I have something you can plug in. <laughs> I got, I got an instrument from recently. Just burying these guys. He's not and even face, in high school. Facing out, not facing his. You know, they usually face the band and and wave their arms like, "Hey, sure, my, I'm teaching you." I'm no turned or full. Yeah, just. <laughs> Like this is about me. (laughs) This is a I do this every year. So then I was like, it's Hitchcock. That's the theme. He played the Hitchcock theme song and then he put himself in the play like Hitchcock. (laughs) This guy thinks he's Hitchcock. (laughs) Anyway, that was my takeaway. But I was insane. (laughs) Can we talk about does he have eligibility left? How is he in the high school band at his age? I don't know. I mean, can you imagine the coach calling timeout? Like, all right, guys. <laughs> when we get to the one yard line, I'm going in. <laughs> I'm coming in with you. What? <laughs> yes. Just pick me and the football up and take us both in. And I have better equipment than you. <laughs> also, I have a car. I'm in a car. <laughs> I mean, he was handed to me in the car. I'll drive over the goal line. It was like when Marty McFly plugs into the amp and blows himself across the room. (laughs) He did that in front of all of us. Just just leaned into it. And I'm, I'm looking around like, does anyone? And I'm laughing and Josephine, you know, what, what? I'm like, no, it's just, it's great. It's just, he's in there. He's, he's playing now. He's like, 
so what? So, you know, anything, yeah, everything is acceptable and everything's great with, yeah. with these kids, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, don't yeah, know yeah no, it's great. No, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, he should definitely, I'm like, I just think it's funny that he's the, the band director and he put himself in the, in the game, himself a guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> like he's at home still wanting to be in the, in the, in that other band, that garage band. Right. And he's like, I know how I can give myself that opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to Eddie Van Halen, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm getting out there. And everyone's like, fight song. And he's like, there's no guitar part in the fight song. Why would we play the fight song? There's no riff. By the way, their dismissal at halftime, their supposed halftime, and at the even they rap. They don't just get up like when it's over. They don't just get up and like cut through hey mom dad like they they dramatically exit too you know okay yeah yeah yeah. and each time they exit it's almost like like a head fake like we're about to play no we're done <laughs> like they are manipulative like they're like bring you up no <laughs> and when they walk out they're very um it's very just business like yeah i could absolutely imagine that um I want to talk about them. Well, first of all, I went to a piano concert over the weekend. I realized how ridiculous that sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we went and saw like uh, these these pianists who were doing like a Christmas suite. And it was just as exciting as the Maris Band without the director. Um, and I mean, they were they were fantastic. They were amazing. But it was also like at the very end, the last song, they do this pump fake where they'd like play the last few notes and then pause and you'd start to clap and then they'd start playing it, you know, and it was like every time you'd, you know, you're just like, well, you're fucking at just end already. Just end or keep going. Was it a song or is this for effect? It was for effect, like at the end of the last song, like to build dramatic effects. Every piano player was doing it or just there were only two of them. It was dueling. It was like a, it was like a dual piano concerto. Uh, a howl at the moon Christmas. Yeah, it was spectacular. I was not at a dueling pianos bar. It's a great point. No, like an actual, like. It sounds like it, it was a piano. There were pianists a second ago, by the way, you, you had to say that, didn't you? you was that Margaritaville? Me, you trying to give me the giggle? <laughs> can't just say piano players. I had already said that. Penis. I pictured penis. a bunch of penis. <laughs> I pictured a room full of them. <laughs> be a lot of pianos. Feel the. I pictured the trial fit Wrigley. <laughs> just a room full of pianists. <laughs> so then they're playing, and they're just two of them having like a standoff there. Yeah, and then sometimes like they'd sit next to each other at the same piano and play. It was like, oh. uh, yeah, and then sometimes they'd switch pianos, which I don't know what that's doing. You know what I mean? It's not like. It's not like they're handing off different electric guitars. It's like, oh, you're facing east now instead of west, and you can still play? The only reason you sound better than me is because you're using that piano. <laughs> you hogging the good one. Can I use that one? I mean, that, I would sound as good as you. What were they playing? Was it all Christmas stuff, or was it yeah, all over the... It was a lot of, like, uh, like the Nutcracker Suite, a lot of uh, names in French. Tetris? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of names in French. <laughs> There's a lot of, I don't, I had a program somewhere. I don't have it on me, but all the song titles were in French and they were all like just the Russian waltz, the Asian waltz, the, but th- there's no words. You can't tell. That sucks. I know. You don't know I, it's the Asian waltz. Cause at no point they're like Asian waltz. <laughs> like that would make it so easy. Now you have to be racist based on what you think the music sounds like. <laughs> you have to listen and go, hmm, what culture would listen to this? Well, there is something to that, right? With the instruments that they develop there or the, the drums that they use or things that they, you know, use. Yeah. To, I mean, that's fair. If you know all that. that. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's easier to yeah. learn French. Well, they had a, um, an African Christmas song that they played at Marist. Okay. Heavy on the drums, and then they they went into more familiar, um, like it was almost like modern Christmas songs that they put that slant on. But it, it seemed like it was it was written. By the way, the That's one guy cool, had these though. huge. This one guy had these huge drums. He's like just surrounded by like four of them, 
And, uh, my, my coach, my old coach was there. I was like, I want to see this guy taking the bus. <laughs> Come down 111th Street. Coming down 111th, which is that episode. This is our episode. It's 111th episode. You can't. Got to mesh 111th Street on the 111. You got to do it. I'm surprised the band director didn't come over while he was playing those four drums and just like knock him over and just start playing sweet guitar solos. <laughs> he walked across them. <laughs> he jumped from one to the other. <laughs> and then he dove into the crowd. <laughs> he dove into all the grandmas and grandpas. <laughs> they just, they don't, they didn't even react. He just knocked their masks off their face. <laughs> That'd be a great scene. It's like, thank you, BCBGs. <laughs> like, we're in the Marist gym. <laughs> Who's this guy think he is? That's like when you're uh, coaching Luke's team. If you were just like, all right. And then you, you pass it to me. <laughs> and I'll just go ahead and shoot. <laughs> That's what that is. He comes, <laughs> he comes out with a guitar. Welcome to a... WAP Christmas. <laughs> what? what? Everyone's going through the brochure. What? Everyone's staying for the anthem. I do have a question for you on the Marist fight song, though. You said that that was like, it's special. It's different. And I got to be honest, I looked up the lyrics and uh, it looks like pretty standard high school fight song fair. What makes it such a, you're like, it's a legit fight song. Is it the is it the music behind it? The, the music behind it, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the I mean the lyrics are. We want to tear down the lyrics. No, they're just they're just standard like high school fair, right? Like we're all one together, true. <laughs> we're gonna win victory. They spell the name. They lease the mascot. Like it's a. Well, yeah, that's what a fight song is. Right. It's fight song by numbers, but you're like, this is a legit one. <laughs> this one's great. I just want to know what made it so special. Just you know, it's. It fires you up, the energy of it, the beat, the spelling out the name. Yeah, it just catches your mood, maybe. All right, I'll check it out. They do have a recording of it by the Maris Band that I will listen to. What do you got? Come on. What's the, does your, did your song inspire you? I mean, it rhymed. I like that about it. You know, it's funny, like, when your fight song, did you learn it? Like, did they take you, like, so at Maris, when the first day of school, we went to like this freshman orientation and they had this like field day and then they brought us into the gym and they taught us the fight song. Yeah. And they had like the upperclassmen and yeah, it was just. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so maybe, I don't remember. Maybe it was like... just more indoctrinated, Jim. I was brainwashed maybe. into liking the song. <laughs> Like ours was solid too. I mean, there's nothing, it, but we would, yeah, we got like a folder your first day of school, you know, yeah. with the fight song on the cover of it. They'd play it every morning. Oh, like, they, put yeah. it on the, they put it on yeah. a folder? Oh, it was they, on the P, it was on the folder, it was on every, the PA. They did that with every song, Jim. Every song <laughs> was on the folder. Well, yeah, I said ours was a pretty average one. That's all That's I was okay. getting. Yeah, you sound like you really liked it. You're it really was going fine. To, no, it was really normal. To, you're really going to bat for it. No, I'm just saying it's fine. Why are you trying to cut down my enthusiasm for my school? Isn't there enough negativity in the world? I was just, I was just asking about it. I was asking what made it so great. I'm going to get a lot of angry Marist alums after me on this. This is a terrible take on my part. I'd like to apologize for even raising the question. It's the greatest fight song ever written. Thanks, Frank and Betty Mana. <laughs> he wrote it. Frank and Betty wrote and arranged it. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, I, yeah, I think his wife wrote it, and then he wrote the uh, arrangement, maybe. Okay. They, were, uh, they wrote a, a bunch of great hits, Jim. <laughs> what else? No, that's about it. <laughs> what were their other ones? Frank Mana ran every band in, like, the South Side, too, at every Catholic grammar school. So he would – he ran the grammar school bands, and then he ran Marist, the high school band. Like, at the same time? So like on Tuesdays, he was at St. Cajetan's on Wednesday. I mean, I don't know the guy's schedule, but if I had to guess, he was at like, there's, I don't know, six or seven Catholic schools out here. Yeah. And I think he went, he ran the band program at several of them. That's incredible. And then did the, uh, was the Marist band director. How did he have the time? So it was funny. Like I was in band at Cajetan's for a little bit and then I quit and then I go to Marist and Marist was like his, you know, 
we were like a satellite. He came in and ran stuff. But at Marist, it was like, it was, this is, it was his empire. <laughs> he was like using those as his farm system. Oh yeah. Like and, I'm, and I'm telling you, man, he, his band, he was like, we're going to the cotton bowl this year. We're That's going awesome. to the Rose bowl parade. Like they would, they had swagger, man. That's awesome, man. He's like, McGann stick with basketball. Yeah. Oh, I sucked. <laughs> what did you play? Saxophone. Ultimate respect for anyone who can play an instrument. I can't do it at all. I mean, even Me sucking too. at it is awesome. Saxophone, that's a toughie, too. That's a commitment. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I even picked that. I just remember not wanting to play it. And my mom and dad upstairs, like, I don't hear that saxophone. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm wetting my reeds. I'm <laughs> wetting my reeds. I bet you were. With my tears. <laughs> it's like, it was a lot. And I, I was not good at it. And you had to like clean it out and you had to have the reeds. It was a lot of maintenance. Like in hindsight, I should have been a drums or trumpet or drums. I don't know. Which one's the easiest? Drums are not easiest. I think the flute, I think being a flautist <laughs> would probably be simpler, right? Something with like less to do. Drums, there's too much coordination for a guy like me. I could never... Hey, which, which episode do you like? I liked uh, the one when Jim said pianist and flautist. <laughs> He's really coming into his own. <laughs> Best episode yet. We're, we're adjusting on the fly. All right, Patrick? We're, we're learning as we go. Dude, I, meanwhile, meanwhile we're, we're using all these words. like I like the cello and the oboe, <laughs> the baritone alto, or whatever the hell. Meanwhile, we're the ones they throw the scraps to. Ever go on those concerts and they're like, this "Oh my is, god, this is Mozart Christmas <laughs> Concerto, the Christmas Gala Ball number nine. And then it's like, but you know, it sounds Christmassy, and you're like, "Oh wow!" And then like at the, the last song, they're like, "Let's give one to the morons." <laughs> All right, dipshits, we're gonna Just play me Rudolph. With a triangle. <laughs> we're gonna play Rudolph for you, so you don't fall asleep on us. Uh-huh. Because we're going to halftime. <laughs> we want you, you know, we can't go into halftime on Strauss. We're going to play jingle bells for you, mopes. That's when you always perk up. I know this one. Santa Claus is coming. That was me at the concert, man. I couldn't catch any. I was just like, oh, I'm, this one's a Garmin commercial. I know this song. This was like, give a, give a Garmin. Like, that was how I knew a lot of these songs. From how they've been, how oh, they've been bastardized. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's always how you. A lot of those classical hits, they're well used. Like the, um, like the saber dance, the Buffalo Sabers play that song like like you know that 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 like manic like chasing. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. That's been in a ton of commercials, and but it's like isn't that hilarious that a song like that? That's like. 500 years old that's crazy isn't it and like that was around 500 years ago that pace that like that's relatable that's my brain that's <laughs> that's what i hear in my brain it's 2021 all this, all this stuff going on <laughs> that should be the theme of our podcast just that getting faster all the time <laughs> but anyway that's cool that you were um this is like a, we went out and we're cultured this week Jim. look at that's us cool. living life huh and concerts before it shuts down again <laughs> before it shuts down again we'll see what happens we do have a little bit of brimley banter we want to get into that before we get out of here yeah let's get into that let's double back on the the brimley banter i wanted to talk to you about double backing because I, I brought this up to someone at the at the holiday party it was a lot of okay. south siders like some people i grew up with yeah and i had this memory the other day and this was like like what kind of hoodlums do we descend from when you had that, um, we would like double back, like, say we like hit a car with a snowball or, you know, did something like, you know, sure. De- deviant. If we took off, then you walk back towards the scene. Yeah. Like just as Which you were is just how you get caught, <laughs> but, or you just act like you're just walking by like, Hey, Oh, you know, the double back. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't double. that like the whole, everyone says, you know, they always return to the scene of the crime. Oh yeah, it's probably. I mean, that's literally just children doubling back, right? It's like that. It's that same thing, just adults doing it. It's oh, hu- someone human committed nature. a murder here. <laughs> I am shocked. Human nature, huh? It's just morons. 
yeah. let's go back and see yeah. our, our book in it. That was the other thing. Before let's you double back, acting skills. Before you double back, you were booking. <laughs> I, I was. I said that to Luke the other day. He was like sprinting down the street. I'm like, dude, you were booking. He's like, what? <laughs> booking it. We got a uh, review from Jason W. Voorhees, single you. Still don't get that. All right, fellas, made the switch over to Spotify. Can't leave a review there. Still an avid listener. Keep up the great work. Everyone go download this audio gold. Beautiful. Our man, Jason. Jason. Thank you, buddy. Happy holidays to you, sir. Appreciate you reaching out. Merry Christmas. By the way, ran into a buddy of mine, a guy, older guy at the neighborhood deli last night. And I said, Merry Christmas. He goes, yes, you can. Merry Christmas. Exactly what I said. I go, what are you talking about? Yes, you can. Look, And I pointed to a sign in the restaurant that in the deli that said, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I got no, I'll use a happy holidays when I don't know, but I'll say Merry Christmas. If I think it's Christmas and the person celebrates said holiday. Yeah, I love I love the anger about it. You they get mad. Who are they? Don't talk to them. I say marry everything. Happy, happy everything. Love you. You, buddy. Every day, not just today, not just this season. (laughs) Every day, every season. Dress your car like a reindeer. I don't care. The whole time. That's the worst. Oh, my gosh. Is that a reindeer? (laughs) That's an oh, it's a minivan. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I just, I thought that was a reindeer and I saw the family coming out. That's a Dodge Caravan. I thought Blitzen had gotten away, was stuck on the 90. Can you imagine making a list and that's on it? (laughs) Dress up car as deer. Honey, have you seen the antlers for the Mustang? Have you seen the Mustang's antlers? I am just about done with everything. I just have to... Dress up the car as a deer. <laughs> so when I drive around, I'm just going to put a red nose on the grill of the automobile. Okay, there it is. Does it look like? What does that look? Back up. Back up. What does that look like? If I drive by you at 30 miles an hour, what does that look like? If I drive right into that tree, what does that look like? What is that? <laughs> you imagine taking a shot at one of those? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought you were a deer. <laughs> My bad. Dude, I would be booking it. You would be booking it. But Isn't I would it? come back. I would come, definitely come back. You would double back? You would double back after you booked it. What happened here? Did someone shoot that deer? <laughs> it's a car. Oh, oh, I had no idea. I'm shocked. <laughs> Time to go. Have a good day. I have another story from that party that just popped in my head. If you want to I hear can't it, wait. I, really I, haven't, do. I haven't been out in society for so long. All right. That the stories don't come so quickly, but I was, um, there was a, a lot of food there, a lot of bringing dips, bringing apps, you know, here's, sure. here's what we made. And, um, this guy made these meatballs. They smelled so good out of this world. Smelled so good. And, uh, had the toothpicks out and I'm over there. I'm like, He's good. He smelled incredible. He's like, yeah. This guy had like no voice. His voice was shot. Poor dude. I dig in there. Just blazing hot. Just heat. Just like, oh boy. What? (laughs) You don't warn me? Like, nothing? Like, you had one of these? I'm like, you had one of these? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, no voice. And I'm like, talking to him like, and it's just getting worse. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. This is, whew, this is ruining my night. I got to get some agua. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking right away to tell Sarah, cause she loves this stuff. I'm like, Sarah, you got to try these. These are, oh. and I'm like, just now it's like a problem. I need some water. And I turn around this dude is loving it. And it dawns. I'm like, you made these, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, you know, you ever see that level of like, he set you up. Oh yeah. He was like, let me see this, see what he can handle. Are you a man? Can you handle my no habanero ghost pepper meatballs? Can't handle it. Grandma's recipe. 
but I do I do think you have a weird perversion of enjoyment on this. <laughs> you sick freak. And why oh, do you have no voice? Sweat. Is this what you eat on a regular <laughs> basis? What to it, yeah. Like just blazed it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Did Sarah try them? Yeah, even she was taking a little bit like, you know, she needs some agua as well. Did, did you warn her? Oh, yeah. It was like, that was, I was like, you got to try it, Jake. Because I'm always curious, like, what is your threshold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Am I, am I being ridiculous? This is almost unbearable. <laughs> Too much. I know that you have a high threshold as well, so I, you can't appreciate it. No, I can for sure, though. I mean, if it's going to be like that, you got to, you got to warn the party. You don't, you also don't stand next to your work and just wait for it to be admired. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. This isn't a science fair. You don't hang out next to your volcano and just like wait for people <laughs> to come and grade it. Like walk around the party, leave your meatballs, like live a life. <laughs> that was the vibe. It was a definite. Me and my buddy worked really hard on these. <laughs> Did it last my, minute? My dad did most of the work, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I I felt you were offended earlier about the the procrastination on the, but it's it's a theme, Jim. And oh and no, just it just came up again when you said science when the science fair. <laughs> oh, that was done at the last minute too, dude. No offense at all. You have to remember, I forgot your birthday once. I mean, I like I like I know I was just excited that I have the present first. So let me tell you about the gift that I, I don't know if I do want to tell you about the gift that I didn't get because there's an overarching okay. theme to it. Where do, where, does, where do we store the Brimley banter? Right in his hat. In a public we storage it, unit? We keep it under Wilford's hat. That's where we keep it all. Do you ever like notice how much more public storage units there are now when you're driving around? Like what they'll, they'll like transform something. Like what did they ever, whatever became of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's something. The old Taco Bell? Oh, now it's. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be nothing, but it's better than nothing. It, it, that is, if there's an example of better than nothing, it's a public storage <laughs> unit, right? That's better than nothing. Slight something. utility. Yeah. It's everyone's something. It's yep. everyone's shit. That's everyone's shit is better than nothing. <laughs> Barely. I, uh, I think they're the biggest scam. I have one. And what they do is they're like, yeah, no problem. It's just going to be $10 a month. Then six months later, it's like, hey, we need to, we need to raise it up a little bit, and they figure out that threshold of how much they can raise it on you every six months without you getting too like, like, look, I either pay six bucks more a month or I have to go in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now I pay seventeen thousand dollars a month for the storage unit. You know, it's a good scam when the person being scammed is actively acknowledging the scam. <laughs> Incredible! <laughs> it's the best. It's the biggest scam in the world. I have one. I've fallen for it. <laughs> I know. I am a victim. But I have to get, you know, I can't keep everything in my timeshare because there's other people going <laughs> in that place. I got to spread my stuff out. Sure. All right. Hang on. I have, before we do close out the banter, uh, I got a note from Paula. All time brim. Oh, Yeah. Polly wrote, we were listening to the podcast and laughed out loud at Jim's Uber pool of hotels. <laughs> Loved it. That, that was, was very fun. funny. Talking about the, um, the hotel situation, being roomed with people, being shoved into those situations. We were shoved into a situation today, Jim, that we did not expect. Hey, as the magnet on my mom's refrigerator says, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. <laughs> Oh man, that is an all timer. <laughs> it really is. That really That's the is. one that says instant coffee, just add human. Oh no, I'm sorry. Instant human, just add coffee. That's <laughs> I remember seeing the one. We make plans and God laughs. <laughs> right? My grandma would always say that, God willing. You know, she mm -hmm. would always throw in that, like, you know, like, all right, Graham, see you Sunday. Yeah, God willing. Okay. Just think Try of worst case scenario. Just, okay, dial nine one one if anything pops up. You're talking about me or you? Who's who's in peril? Okay, Grandma, I'll see you Sunday. We'll see about that. Definite, maybe. <laughs> yeah, God willing. But Jim, there is something that we can all plan on, and that's you 
being at Zany's in Rosemont on December 26th. God willing. I mean, honestly, at this point, on, on, on Canadian Boxing Day, yeah, on Bobby Hits Day, I will, uh, I will be headlining Zanies and Rosemont, uh, uh, Lord willing, if uh, everything goes well. You do have to be vaccinated or show a negative test at the door. Um, if you have tickets, just make sure you're watching your emails from Zanies to make sure you know nothing changes um, just in this environment. But it looks like we're still a go, and we're really excited for a fun night. Well, you got to show a vax card. <laughs> Be- were you communist? A- yes. Absolutely. Communists only, by the way. Uh, bring a rose at the door. What the hell is going on? <laughs> What's going on in this country? I feel like I lost Pat and like I got just routed into someone's ham radio. <laughs> well, anyway, that is fantastic. I cannot wait to hear all about that and uh, can't wait to hear from more Brims about your holiday experience. We apologize for the lack of holiday extravaganza. Yeah, we're going to push back a week. Uh, we're sorry we're late too in the week. I hope you understand that things are just kind of a moving target right now. And while we're plugging stuff, can I say one more time too? January 23rd at the Vic Theater. Pat, That's still right, some tickets man. available for the third yeah, still, show? Yeah, there are a few tickets available for the third show. We'd love to see people come out. What about that for a, a Christmas present, if you can say that? Incredible, buddy. That's a no, great that's way to be, uh, spend your funds. That's going to be a good time. And um, I did want to thank everyone for rolling with the crazy schedule. We're trying to pump these out at a uh, bit of a curveball thrown our way, right? So we adjust, as That's all it. the Brimleys do. Everyone else, we hope out there is staying healthy. And uh, Jim, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. We'll be back with you guys next week, Brims. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Thanks for being here with us. And let's say Merry Christmas to Katie and Ben, our team. Yeah. Growing as we go into 2022, Jim. That's right around the corner. I don't think we're going to be taking our week off as we had. I I need to talk to you about that. I don't know if we'll (laughs) do that week off that we discussed. We got it. We'll figure it out. But yes, Merry Christmas, Katie and Ben. Thank you for uh, all your hard work and making this a go. Thanks to all the listeners as well. All right. I have to go buy a present. (laughs) See you later, buddy. Bye, everyone.